Blog Talk Radio. Talk with Alex Okurji, and of course, this is Alex Okurji. And yes, I am broadcasting live from Lagos, Nigeria, and you're listening to the review show. Yes. Uh, well, we decided, you know how it is. We decided that, you know, after every Talk Wednesday, um, I would get a get together, you know, with one or two persons to basically review the conversations, the interesting conversations that I would be having with. Um, some of the most amazing guests on the show. And of course, you know, I don't know if you listened to the show on Wednesday, New Year's Eve, I had um, a pretty illuminating conversation with my guest, uh, American author and life coach Nina Bingham. She was on the show and, you know, we talked for almost two hours about a lot of, lots of things, really. Um, you know, we talked about um, her book, her new book, uh, Once the Storm is Over, which pretty much is a, a confession, confessional autobiography um, of um, a tragedy that happened to her, you know, um, the death of her, her teenage, she lost her teenage daughter to suicide. And um, it's, it's it, you know, we had, we had a, a pretty interesting conversation. She shared quite a bit um, from her um, pool of knowledge. You know, she was very generous and sharing with us her pain and her grief and just how she's, you know, gone on to sort of gone on a journey 
to recovery. And that's why we said, you know, let's say hell no to, you know, grief and hell yeah, or no to grief and hell yeah to recovery, especially in two in 2015, I mean, this is a new year. First of all, let me say Happy New Year to all of my listeners, yeah, wherever you're all over the world. Uh, this is, uh, I think that this is going to be an amazing year for all of us. Um, and whatever pain and struggle and fear and depression or anger or frustration or, you know, challenges and obstacles, name it, whatever it is, let's live it with 2015. And let's, you know, start a new, let's start afresh, you know, let's start new, let's look forward to greater things in 2015. I'm going to be having, um, you know, one of my amazing friends, um, his uh, friends and colleague, he's an actor, he's a filmmaker, he's a director, um, John and Gemma, and we're going to be chatting about, you know, the conversation that I had with Nina on the show. So this is pretty much like a packed B or packed two to Wednesday, but this time from our own point of view. Um, first of all, um, you know, on Wednesday, you know, it was New Year's Eve, and something strange really happened. You know, I, you know how it is when you're broadcasting live and radio, and people don't really know what's going on with you wherever you are. Uh, first of all, I wasn't feeling too good. You know, I'd be feeling a little bit unwell under the weather, and I'd be looking forward to this show, and I was so excited. But you know how it is, you know, like almost anti-suppress. Um, like, you know, I, I don't know what it is. You know how excited you get, and then you start to feel sick, and then but the show must go on. So I didn't feel as bubbly and as happy and happy as I usually am. And I didn't feel like I was even as compassionate as I would normally be, you know, just listening to Nina share a lot of the stuff that she did share. Uh, first of all, I find her to be a super amazing woman. Um, what I want to call my, the ultimate joyful survivor i mean she used that to she probably used that but i said no you're the ultimate joyful survivor to be honest because you've been through so much and look at you still you know willing to embrace life and find the joy i missed pain so if you're listening this is still the naked talk with alex Apogee, and uh we're gonna have one hour of uh fun conversation um so, well, if you're still listening, this is still the Naked Talk. Get in the chat room. Oh, please follow the show and get in the chat room so you can type, you know, send your messages to me. Or you can Twitter me. Just tweet at Alex Okoroji and hashtag the Naked Talk, and we can get your tweets on the show. If you know anyone who needs to be here right now, just drag their butts and send a message wherever they are. Ping them. Facebook them, Twitch them, whatever it is you need to do to get their butts right here on the show. Uh, this is the one place where we can feel relaxed, feel free to be who we really are and tell it like it is. I'm not afraid or ashamed. I need not apologize. And you need not apologize to for being who you really, 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 really are. Uh, let's take a quick uh, commercial break. And of course, we'll be back on the show. Mwah.
Yay, we're back. Uh, you're still listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Acorzi, and this is the review show. Okay, my voice is a little cracked, so um, if you, you know, if I sound, I don't know if I sound like I swallowed a frog or something, but my voice is really bad. So just, you know, pretend this is the sexiest voice you've ever heard on Alex. Um, well, this is a review show, and we're talking about um, my conversation with Nina Jing. And Nina shared quite a, num- a lot of stuff. She had quite a lot of stuff on the show, and um, you know, and it was pretty interesting. You know, I even had to you know listen back to it and just find out, you know, and just listen to some of the things that she shared. And you know, and it was not, um, it was pretty interesting to see how pretty you know honored and and raw and naked she was in the show. You know, not feeling embarrassed to share some of her deepest pain. And you're also using the opportunity to encourage and inspire quite a lot of us, you know. Um, so like I was saying, you know, on Wednesday, there's so much happening. I was, you know, I'd gone to a meeting and I was trying to get, you know, try to, you know, get in early for the show. And of course, I was stuck in traffic. You know, what we actually had to pack somewhere and broadcast live from inside my car. That was how crazy it was on Wednesday, you know, and having to battle the New Year's Eve and just all of the fireworks going on around me and just me being worried that, okay, I'm not going to be having this show and go forbid something happens to me. Anyway, it was a pretty interesting Wednesday. And um, if you're listening, you know, you can contribute to the show if you want to contribute. Um, plus one, um, 215-383-3766. If you want to call into the show, if you're calling outside of the United States, uh, just add plus one. Two one five three eight three three seven six six, and of course, um, you you know you can share your thoughts on grief and depression. Have you lost someone? You have experienced pain. Um, do you know what they, are you are you suffering from grief and um, still you know going through grief and you know just tolerating it in silence? What are you doing to get over it and get recovered and reclaim your life back? Uh, well, I talked. We talked a lot about Nina and her upcoming book. Once the storm is over, and of course you can find you know information about it on Amazon, or if you go to her blog, um, Nina Nina Bingham the blogspot.com www Nina Bingham the blogspot.com, and of course you can find everything you need to find you know know about um, um her because she gets to share quite a lot of you know she has, she gets to share sorry quite a lot of um, stuff with her audience and with people, and uh, now here's here's I'm. I'm very. I'm waiting for uh, my guest in the show, but uh, let's talk about. Um, let's talk about. Let's listen to um, something you know Nina had shared um, on the show. Well, yeah, Alex. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, a child is kind of like part of you, you know. And her death for me yeah. was like um, maybe having uh, the best way to describe that kind of pain or the depth of that pain. Uh, losing a child in this way for a parent is, is something like being amputated, you know, an arm being amputated or a leg being amputated. I mean, it was like part of me died. And the year that I grieved after her death was the toughest year of my life. Um, it taught me a lot about myself. It, it showed me my humanity. It showed me my frailties. Um, it showed me my weaknesses as a parent and as a person. But it, it also showed me that I found out that I was more resilient than I thought. And while I still 
still have a few residual post-traumatic symptoms, you know, PTSD, you've heard about that post-traumatic stress disorder that often happens to people who um, have had traumas happen to them, Um, and and certainly to suicide survivors. But although I have, you know, um, some small, at this point, post-traumatic symptoms, I've also experienced what's known as post-traumatic growth. Um, This is a term in psychology, and I just want to Um, explain it a little bit. I I actually like, when I think about this term, I think about it more as post-traumatic joy because I've really gained a renewed enthusiasm and appreciation for life. And now I live every day as if it might be my last. And I'm looking at life this way, and it really has helped me to be more positive and more appreciative of every day that I have. Okay, um, if you were listening to that, there's you know except from my conversation with Nina, um, you know we talked we talked that I'd asked her you know how she felt about it and you know just basically where she was at that point, and you could see you know if you listened, I mean she was pretty, um, um, she was pretty. Uh, she was able to articulate basically how she felt. Um, John, hello, John. Hello? Hey, Alex, hello, what's John. going on? Oh, hello, yeah. Ma, I can hear you. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, first of all, if you're listening, um, if you're listening, guys, and that's John and Gemma. He's a filmmaker, actor, director. Hey, what else do I have to add to this portfolio? But everything you can think of is your <laughs> creative genius. Um, you know, ah, John. Okay, so this is the re- this is the review show, and, <laughs> and you know you're the ever critical, ever very you're very into detail, right? And the review, you know, the whole mm-hmm. idea of the review show basically is just to, um, you know, look back at the conversation that, um, you know, I have with the guest, you know, and just what you think about it, and just how we look at it from our own point of view, you know, and just how we can learn or what we have learned and how we can contribute what we can learn and how we can contribute basically or you know just move forward with some of the things that we have picked from and I I don't know if you're listening to Nina you know where she talked about uh, um, her pain and how she you know felt you know losing her child to suicide right and I just wanted to have your take on it I mean you listen to the show so what did you think basically about the show yes yeah, yes, I think I did listen to it, and um, I think it's quite deep. Um, we've not experienced, or we hardly experience any of what she's gone through in, in this country. But then again, it's, it, it just stands to, to teach us the fact that um, grief can be cushioned, grief can be curtailed, grief can be worked upon. You know, it takes a lot of understanding. First of all, you need to understand that you're grieving. You know, from what I got from her, you know, having to see your, your child go through all that suicide and you still walked all of that and you still where you are. And again, the part of the part of the show where I liked was where she talked about instead of a post traumatic trauma, she talked about a post traumatic growth. Are you listening? Yes, I'm listening, I'm listening. That, yes, you did. Yes, you mentioned the post traumatic growth. Yeah, that 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 for me is profound. It, it tells you that instead of having to sit back, relax, and and work on your grief and you know, let your grief consume you, you can turn your grief around and and work on it. 
that, that, that to me is really profound, you know. And all, all I could see in all, all she was she was talking about, I was just seeing the documentary. I was just seeing a reality <laughs> show. I was just seeing a lot of things in terms of content flashing through my 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 head. And you know, I'm asking myself, one John, you can do stuff for you. I'm a content producer, so a lot of things just going through me, and I'm like, this is really people should listen to this. People should understand how to how to contain mm. grief. You know, and uh, you know, in your in your banner, you said grief, hell. You know, like no, mm. enough of that, mm. and yes to happiness mm. and all of that. So I, I mean, that is the bane, that is the bane of of, of the function of the, the the entire show, having to realize that I can do without this, and I can do with this. You know, it's a matter of shoving all okay. your griefs, or you know, like putting them down and stepping on them and marching on. Yeah. However, you know we feel exactly. in different ways. It, it might not be the, it might not be that your 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 sister, your brother, your daughter has committed suicide. Some, exactly. some people, especially in Nigeria, sure. um, you, yeah. you go to work and you realize that you're in fact and it, it's a big deal for you. Go and you start to drink, depression mm. sets in, mm. and all of that pain yeah. sets in, all of that. That's just a little which people ask me compared to what Nina went to. You know, by a lot. What am I trying to say? I'm yeah. trying to say that. Let's let's begin to learn to identify with our grief first of all. Now let's have a mindset to want to do something to our grief, and let's walk towards that mm. mindset because mm. that way you won't allow your grief to consume you. That is what we that's that's, sure. that's what we go through in this country. We allow we allow our grief to consume us. We allow our grief to have the better part of us. We allow yeah. our grief to speak in it- us and, and take charge. Mm. You know, so I, I learned a lot from from what she said. I learned a lot from uh, I, I like her her determination, most importantly, and then to write about it. That's another thing. Forget the fact that she's a writer. Having to decide to do with what she wants to do and to write about it. That's a strong woman for you. I don't know how to define her again. That's a very strong woman. That's a woman we should. We should learn from, and I think she should do more. And that's what I'm looking at. I remember telling you that from my angle as a filmmaker, and not just as a filmmaker, as um, mm. they, they call it motivational speaking. I don't want to use that word, but I want mm. to use. I want to gather from her in terms of content and do a lot. And having to talk to people about how to how to contain this thing, you know, we can do a lot. You know, I learn a lot from her. So yes, I've decided. Um, I, I spoke to you about this earlier. Was not. Uh, We've not locked it down, but yes, I've decided. We have Yes, we have a about about her story. Yes, okay, I'm going to play something for you, John. I just I wanted to play something for you to just listen. Um, just hold on, just one bit. Let me play this for you to listen. And, you're something. Uh, I think I like yeah. that part. Instead of making it a sad experience, <laughs> you're turning something that happened into a good thing. You know, like sharing it and moving on and all of that. So I think I like that. I just want to say a uh, good thing. You know, congratulations. Uh, moving on. Can you hear me? Thank you, John. Yeah, I, yes. I can. And, um, uh, you know, I think when tragedy comes into your life, um, you've got a choice. You can either withdraw, you know, from life, or you can work through it. Um, uh, you know, you, you can't run from tragedy, but you certainly can work through it. And I, I think that's what I've just tried to do. And then, you know, use it so that, other people can learn and grow from it. Exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, okay. I got to run. Um, Alex, uh, I, I spoke to you about something. You might want to discuss that with Nina later. I want to see if I can do a 15 minutes, 30 minutes shot on our experiences and in a doctor. Um, John, hello, are you there? Hello. That sounded like yeah. me. <laughs> of course that sounded like that was you. That was you. <laughs> okay, of I was just course. trying to play um if you... <laughs> Alex you Okay, that was that sounded good on radio, hey. You know you're so into yourself, you just love the sound of your own voice, John. <laughs> okay, but that was pretty interesting. And you know what kinda of what I liked, you know. Um I mean that was a conversation between you and uh and uh Nina on Wednesday when we were having the conversation. You just, you know, encouraged the I mean, you appreciated what she was talking about and she, you know, she just tried to um also explain and let you know that I mean she's pretty open to, you know, talking about the whole film and, you know, trying to create something visual out of this um, tragedy, basically, if it will you know, help inspire a lot of other people. Now, I was going to ask yeah. you this as a filmmaker, you know, now talking from the crazy yeah. angle of a story like this, how well do you see a story like this feeds in? I mean, yes, globally, but like in Africa, for example, how well do you see, I mean, first of all, let me ask you this, do you think suicide is a common phenomenon here in Nigeria or even in West Africa or in Africa? No, no, no. Suicide is not a common um, thing in, in in West Africa. But yes, it happens. And, you know, there, there are ways you can look at it, especially where we try to be um, pedagogical, where we try to be to apply the rules of verisimilitude. Uh, by that, I mean that rules of things that happen, especially in your environment. You know, we, we might not necessarily be dogmatic by pulling exactly Nina's story, but we can tell a near story mm. borrowing from Nina's experience. Mm. You know, that's what um, mm. content's all about. It doesn't have to be 100% hard story, but, but then mm. it can be hard story, near story, if I should use that. Okay. So, no, no, uh, suicide is not, is not very common in, in West Africa. But um, I don't know, before your next question, let me say this uh, so that it doesn't look like we're just talking and we're just talking. This having to pick yourself up and have having to grief and all of that, it is real mm-hmm. and um, it's very difficult to really pick yourself up. So, what, what I'm saying is because it might just say, "Oh, John and Alex are just talking." The thing is easy. We know it's not mm-hmm. easy. But what we're trying to advise people is the fact that it can be done if you have a mindset. Mm-hmm. A lot can be done when you, yeah. when you when you discipline your mind towards one direction. You know, having not to say that all is lost and all that, so I can just sit back and let my grief consume me. It can be done. Just have your mindset and be disciplined about it and uh, put yourself together. Nina said something about uh, allowing your tragedy to work for the better instead of mm. having you allow your tragedy to consume you. She said that in that playback. Um, sure. So, uh, yes, yeah. I, I think, uh, first of all, that's like, that's like a reality check. Let's make people understand that this thing is possible thing this thing happened but this thing should not take the better part of you so back to your question um yes it is not common in, in the country in even in in, in west Africa. but like i said it doesn't have to be Nina's story it can be our own story using nina's experience you know what i mean 
Yes, I do. Actually, you know, the funny thing, because I kept thinking, even after the conversation, you know, with her on Wednesday, I kept thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, yes, it's not really a common phenomenon, but I'm asking myself, is it not a common phenomenon because people are suppressing conversation about it, or is it not a common phenomenon because it's not exactly happening? Because then, you, you know, you hear, I mean, even when we used to make, I mean, when Nollywood, I mean, used to make films way back, you could see scenarios where people were drink, where people drink poison. Do you understand? Or they hung, hung yeah. themselves and fan. There's just a, you know, they stand in the middle of the road. They want a car to hit them because they're tired of life and they just want to end it, you know? So I'm saying that we know that it's a taboo, actually. She just said to herself, it's even a taboo in the U.S. Talk about it. It's almost like really nobody really wants to admit that someone they loved or a loved one actually killed themselves. You know, even if religion, you know, for so many reasons, people don't want to talk about it. So I'm even saying, is it something that probably happens here and we just trip it under the rug or we change the story or the situation and so, you know, they had an accident or something, you know, or is it something that's not really just happening because, oh, it's just not happening or we just, we're just a stronger kind of people. You know, I'm just trying to understand. Now, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't want I don't want us to pinpoint here the the mm. you know the experience, especially you know suicide. Mm. Let's talk about other grief, mm. if you know what I mean. Nina's only just one of out of no, every course. millions. Everything. Yeah. I was I was gonna go there because I was gonna even say that I used myself as an example. You know when we're talking, I said I know yeah. what it is to grieve. Do you understand? And even with her, she yeah. said it. You know, you don't necessarily have to have had, lost a child or through whatever to understand mm-hmm. what pain is. I use myself as an example, having to go through certain experiences. I told her that there was a time I felt like I was feeling depression. It was even over than me. Like, I felt like I was depressed. Actually, not I felt like I was depressed. You know, even though she, she called it a situational depression, I, yeah, you know, it was a psycho, drastic psycho, change in my life. Psycho, I don't want to be <laughs> There's a drastic change in my life at some point, you know. I changed my status. I got moved town. I left town and I didn't know anybody and I, everybody that I was used to and I, you know, I knew and I loved and I worked with. They were no longer there. Like your support system just went away, and I was depressed. I didn't know how to connect back with people, and you know. So I think that and that affected. I mean, I had a baby. My body changed. You know, you're like, okay, I'm not hot anymore. You know, those things we get to deal with. And I know that a lot of people who get to deal with stuff, it could be a breakup or relate, you know, money issues, mm-hmm. financial issues, debt, um, so many things. Mm-hmm. There's probably so many reasons why people actually, you know, feel whatever grief that they're going through. And But what she really has said is just giving us, you know, reasons or things, you know, points as ways to get over it. I mean, I remember she said something about getting over the guilt. It's pretty much, I mean, that guilt yeah. is in every form of, you know, situation you're going through it could also be like i mean for example if you break up in a relationship if there's a breakup in your marriage or whatever it is there's a feeling of guilt you know maybe on both sides you maybe one person feeling like they, they didn't do enough person feeling like they were yeah. not able to give the other person what they want or something what they wanted but uh let me just uh, uh let's take a quick commercial break john i mean just stay there please and, and we'll be back okay cool then If you pre-ordered your own specially autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji, from timid girl to confident woman, it will make you laugh, it will make you cry, it will make you cuss, but most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones. Log on to www.alexokoroji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match. 
Okay, we're back. You're still listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. Uh, this is Alex Okoroji, and I'm broadcasting live from Lagos, Nigeria. And, yes, I have my amazing friend and colleague, filmmaker John Njama. You know, he's been educating us and inspiring us, Mr. Motivational Speaker. <laughs> and, basically, we've just been discussing, you know, we've been reviewing our, uh, my last conversation on Talk Wednesday with Nina Bingham. I mean, if you're listening wherever you are in the world, I mean, if you have somebody who needs to get in, get in right now, click on this show, just tell them, bring their bots in right now. You can get in the chat room and chat. You know, you can send, you know, send a chat message, and of course, your messages will be read on the show. And if you want to call in either to speak with John, if you want to talk to John, even if you don't like my voice, if you want to speak with John, then please, you know, dial plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. Um, plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. If you're calling the outside the United States, uh, to talk to John or you know just address if you listen to the live show with Nina and you have something to contribute or you want to talk about your own pain and grief and just you know how um to get um to recover back. John, are you there? Hello, John. Yes, I am. Okay, let me ask you this because I know I mean we're human beings and we all have our own personal pain and stuff like that and uh do you have like any you know i mean i have like i mean there are a number of things that we, i mean 2014 went you know we probably all had our plans for 2014 and that went and now we're in 2016 and we're talking about new beginnings are there anything that you know is there something that you're thinking you know do you have like any tip for covering just getting back to or achieving the things the goals that you have set out because i'm sure you probably have maybe new year resolutions or goals for 2015 <laughs> Uh, okay, there's, I've said this before in, 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 in other programs, and I'm going to say this here in your program, Alex. Um, that thing they call New Year Resolution is so, it's a cliche that doesn't work for me. Why do I say that? Mm. that because growing up as kids, you know, your, your, your parents will want to ask you, okay, what, what are your New Year Resolutions? So they'll know you what, what, mm. if you know what you're doing. But having grown mm. as adults now, I don't call them resolutions anymore. I won't call them, I see them as projections. Mm-hmm. I can't have a resolution for the whole year. That's like 12 months of what. I don't know what mm-hmm. is in front of me. I don't know what's in store for me. So I always break down my what mm-hmm. they call resolution into projections, and I break them into two. I have a projection mm-hmm. for six months, and after that, I have another projection for the rest of the six months. A lot of a lot of people mm. project. A lot of people have resolutions of things they know they can achieve. They are very ambiguous to achieve. They're very big. You know, I want to do this. I want to buy that. I want to make sure this is this, that, that. That's too much for the whole year. So um, I, I want to advise people to take it a step at a time and and have to work on their projections. For example, if you're working on a six month projection, you know that okay, I need for me as a filmmaker, I need to write that 15 minutes, I need to shoot it, I need to work on that commercial, I need to work on that, you know, just a few things for the first half Mm -hmm. of of the year. After that, when Mm -hmm. you achieve that and you move on to the next one, if you don't achieve fully what what your projection for the first six months, you carry it over and add another projection for the rest of the year. So that way you're able to achieve a a lot instead of having to put your whole whole eggs in one basket and all of that. And Richard, it's one thing Richard. to have projections. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have projections. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing to walk mm-hmm. towards it. It's just yeah. like um, it's one thing to dream, uh, you know, have fantasies and all that and just let it go. But if you don't have the drive and the determination and you're not disciplined about it, it is passing by. 
as simple as that. You know, if you don't feed mm. it well, if you don't feed your brain, then you cannot, you won't be able to, to tap from it, you know. If the well is dry, the well is dry. Nothing you can do to put water into that well, you know, to like knowledge. Mm. What am I trying to say? Our projections, all resolutions should be according to what you can do. Like they say, cut your coats according to your size. Yes. Don't don't Very go for that shitty or don't go for an oversized coat when you know that it's not going to be your size. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so be, I, I want to advise people to be very disciplined. Have a mindset that this is what I want to do, you know, against or, or that I want to achieve this, you know, not just having projections and having resolutions. And before you know it, oh, you're grooving and the, the year has come to an end. You know, so for me, I have my nature um, from the first of ah. January, I started working towards my my projection, okay, 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 um i'm I'm gonna say this because I saw something on Facebook, you know, one of my fans actually, or I like to call them friends. <laughs> you know, um, she did say she did, She posted something on Facebook, and she said, "You know what? I'm not cre- I'm not making any New Year resolutions. I'm just gonna say, um, you know, I have a finished business for 2015, and that kind of resonated oh, with me." Actually, and I said, "Yeah, you know, no funny, exactly, no funny resolutions. Just you know, unfinished business. You know, 2015. So I mean, but you know, I, I realized something because I was talking to um." a close family member who's going through some things and we're talking. I said, you know what, you have to make it a point of duty to just, you know, work, like, to just make, you know, find a way to be happy. Do you understand? You can't hand your happiness basically to someone else to take charge of that. You have to find a way to make yourself happy. You have to find a way to find joy in whatever situation. There's some. There's something, there's a calm, you know, you know when you feel like you can still find that calm even in chaos. Something like that, you know. So, um, but let me, you know, let's play a little except from, you know, the show with Nina, you know, to our lives, to forge us and make us into um, an instrument that can be sort of used by the divine, if you will, or the universe for good. And I think it really matters what we do with our pain. And so, you know, my recommendation, the thing that helped me the most, Alex, is just externalizing my pain, not keeping it all to myself, you know, really talking it out with the support of supportive friends and and family members um, who, of course, also were impacted by her death. Um, And then, you know, for me, I felt it was really important to see someone professionally, so I went to a psychologist and I had some sessions with him. And he really helped me to understand that it, it wasn't my fault that, you know, I can't forever go on blaming myself, but that to get through that blame and guilt and shame, shame that I was feeling, mm-hmm. um, just to start writing about my feelings and, and journaling my feelings and my thoughts. And it was amazing how cathartic uh, writing can be, you know, because as you're writing, it's like impossible to say that you're not feeling these things when they're coming out of the, mm-hmm. your pen on paper. So writing can be very healing. And so I just began to write. This this book was kind of unintentional. I didn't really, you know, say to myself, this is going to be a book. I just started writing in my journal. And I continued to write. And the more I wrote, the better I felt. 
you know, I noticed. I thought, wow, you know, this is really starting to help me, just kind of getting the poison out of my system. And so the writing was was probably the number one factor that helped me to put everything into perspective. Um, So I guess if I have any advice for people who are grieving or people who have lost someone or people who, you know, their lives have been touched somehow by tragedy is, you know, you're not an island. You don't have to do it alone, you know. And and even when it's... Okay, so, you know, if you listen, that was basically um excerpt from Nina's, you know, my conversation with Nina on Talk Wednesday. Um, you know, she did say quite a bit, and she talked about, you know, just being able to articulate and express, you know, communicate, this, share the stuff that you're feeling. Um, I mean, she did try to get some sort of uh, release or relief, you know, through her writing. Uh, I think I, I, I think I understand a bit of that myself. Because you know that's as a writer as well. You know, um, a lot of my blog posts came from personal experience, things that I was going through. I was thinking, you know, things I just saw happening to other people. And for me, my own way of having to express or share some of those that frustration or pain was to just take a pen, really, and write. You know, um, John, hello, are you there? Yes, hello, Alison. Here. Okay, so you listen to that. I mean, you heard what she said about you know. People just realizing that they're not an island. I mean, you know, what did you think about? Because yeah. I realize when people have a lot, when people, when people go through pain, they're not very open to sharing what's happening with them. You know, with other people. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's another thing that uh, we really need to look into. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed of when you're going through such kind of pain or such kind of grief. And she said it. Um, no man is you're not alone. You know, shouldn't be alone in this, otherwise the grief will soak you in. So we need to learn to share. They say a problem how shared is a problem how solved. You know, but identifying with the kinds of individual you want to share with is another thing. Mm-hmm. Not not mm-hmm. all your friends are your friends. You need to, your friends have different strengths. For example, Alex, I know your strength. I know my my other friends their, their strength. I know who I can talk to in terms of whatever whatever situation it is. So you need to identify with who. Mm. Is it James? Is it Alex? Mm. Is it John? Is it, you know, whoever it is. Mm. But identify with this person's strength, first of all, before you can share whatever problem it is with this person because, you know, that person will always be there for you. You can't, you can't, you can't be alone otherwise it comes in you. She's right about that. And having to channel all right. her tragedy, so to speak, into writing, I, I think... Like she said, she she wrote the book not not deliberately, but she just had she had a journal just mm-hmm. by writing and writing and writing. And before you know, she had poured everything out into the journal and ended up being uh, a, a book of some sort. So yes, it can be it can be done. Um, each time I listen to her, each time I you know you play back this thing, I just keep thinking how strong this woman is, and that's how strong I think we should be. You know, we shouldn't allow mm-hmm. this thing to suck us. And you know, that we need to be really strong for ourselves, and and otherwise, um, your tragedy, your grief will take the better part of, of you. So it's all a learning yeah. process. You know, like I said earlier, it's, it's difficult. Let's not uh, play about it. Let's not joke about the fact that this thing <laughs> is not easy. It is not easy, really. It is not easy. But um, if you're determined, 
Hey, just like anything in life, basically, it doesn't have to be um, a tragedy or something. So they're trying to wake up from. Yeah. Um, it can be. It can be anything in life. It could be, for example, you you've tried that job over and over again, and you think that this job is not meant for you. Mm. Before you know it, you you lose all confidence and you want to move on to some other thing. No. Mm. No, I keep telling people that um, success for me is not defined by 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 success. You know, like be number one. When when you fail like ten times and you're able to pick yourself up and try again and you succeed, that's the definition of success. Mm-hmm. It's not no, just trying once and you succeed and you go like, yeah, you know, the person that at the top might not necessarily be the winner, but the person mm-hmm. that is the last that was able to pick himself or herself to try again is my champion. Mm-hmm. I can mm. learn a lot from that person. Sure. Uh, because chances are the first sure. at the top, okay, you are, you're there. Would you last? How long will you be there? You know, are you strong enough to to hold on? You know, but if, if I overtake Very you and I, and, I, and I sustain my number one, it's, that's, that's, that's success for me. You have a story. I guess that's why they call it a success story. <laughs> you know. Okay. Sorry, John. Let me just... Yeah. No, I'm listening. Well, just hang on one second. I, I, I'm hold that thought for a minute. I mean, if you're listening, because I see some people calling in, but I mean, if you want to speak with me or John, please use make use of your hand raising effect. Press one so that we know that you want to talk. Because I can see quite a number of people listening on, you know, who dialed in. But I mean, if you want to talk, just let us know that you want to talk with me or John by clicking. Just press one on your mobile phone, you know, or on. Skype, if you're listening through Skype, so that we know that you want to interact or contribute to the show. Uh, this is not just a con- it's not just a two-way conversation. You know, it's open to everyone. So let's enter. Let's talk about it if you have something to say. Okay, so sorry about that, John. Um, I was listening to you actually. Yeah, so that's that's what it Hello, is. Hello, John. That's, that's a story. Yeah, I'm I'm here with you. Okay. Um, um. So you know, like like you said, you know, she did um, what you said about success and just you know how um just she been we being able to channel you know the things that we're going through. You you did make a lot of point about your own analysis of what success really is to you, and I think I think that's you know also what she was trying to um, communicate and what she was sharing. You know, she may not have her loved one with her, but she also felt like she was able to now appreciate life even more just from the stuff that she'd been. And now helping other people as well to um, just also appreciate and um, understand life better. Okay, I like I like us to listen to this as well. Um, just hold on a bit and talk with yeah. them. So I think that was the largest healing factor is just getting it out. I, I can actually I can relate with that a lot. You know, um, uh, why do I say that? Because I mean, for me, writing as well has been my own form of release so to speak, because um, I think I remember saying something about um, me going through separation and divorce. And when I started, you know, writing my blog, um, it was really just suicidal and depressed teens. So I'm actually talking directly to them. And I just want to share an example. There's a teen boy who writes me regularly, and especially whenever he's having um, suicidal thoughts. And just recently he asked me, you know, Nina, how is it that you go on now that your daughter's gone? How do you find the strength to go on? 
after something like this. And this is what I told him, Alex. I said, you know, I go on for people like you. And I explained that when my daughter committed suicide, I had to find a reason to keep going. I mean, everybody, sure. that's, that's what we keep going in life for. Usually we have something that keeps us going. It might be our child or, or our career or a dream that we have that keeps us going. Um, so now I go on for all the parents who've ever lost a child to suicide and for every teen and college student who feels depressed and hopeless and forsaken and lied to and misunderstood. Um, mm. You know, like maybe if I reach out to them, maybe I can take some of that pain away. So maybe teens will stop dying the way my daughter died. It's a horrible death, you know, and parents will stop having to cry beside their child's grave. And so I told my teenage friend that underneath all the fear and mistaken identity of each human being lies a seed of greatness. And for some of us, that seed won't really blossom until that seed gets busted and the broken seed decides to say, I'm going to bloom despite the pain. And so I told him that I go. Okay. Um, yeah, that was Mina, you know, just still talking about, you know, basically the reason why, you know, what she's leaving for. And, you know, she was trying to address a question that, um, someone, um, a teenage boy had asked her as to how she was dealing with and why, you know, she was still doing this and how she was able to find the strength. And she's just saying that, you know, she was leaving for um, other people, leaving for people like him, basically, so that, you know, she could feel like her life had some, some meaning. Um, well, uh, John, hello, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Alex. Okay. Okay, I mean, you heard that conversation, you know, with her talking about um, just trying to, you know, say why she basically she was doing this. I mean, not just for herself, but, you know, for other people out there who also have to go through the same thing, especially um, right there in the in the US of A. Okay, if you just tell me, if you're listening to if you're still if you're tuning in listening to the show, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Hergy. And I've been chatting with a great friend of mine, John and Jama. He's a Nigerian filmmaker. Yes, all the way from Nigeria. Uh, brilliant talent and brilliant mind. And you know, we've been reviewing basically talking about um the conversation that I had with Nina Bingham on New Year's Eve on, on Wednesday, Talk Wednesday, and we have been saying, you know, just say no to grief, hell yeah, to recovery. And, um, I mean, if you want to join the conversation, feel free to either tweet at Alex or at John and Gemma and hashtag the Naked Talk, or just, you know, get in the chat room and send a message and let's talk about it. And, of course, your message will get in on the show, you'll read your message on the show. Or, um, or, be, or better still, you can call in, dial um, plus one if you're outside the U.S. of A., Two one five three eight three three seven six six. I see some people doubting, but I mean, if you want to contribute or you want, you know, want to speak with me or John, just um, please use your yeah. hand raising effect. Press one. Hello, are you there? So that uh, um, I mean, we can have a three way conversation. Okay, um, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Sakurji, and um, we'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. Unscripted. Ah. 
to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorochi. Are you a registered member of Alex's blog community, ABC? Then what are you waiting for? Join now to receive updates and all activities on Alexander and her Naked Thoughts at www.alexokoroji.net to contribute, interact with other interesting ABC users, and win special giveaways. Okay, we're back, and if you're listening, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji, and yes, my name is Alex Okorji. Uh, this is the one show where you can feel free to express yourself, um, embrace who you really are. You don't have to apologize for being real. Um, let, before I let let me before I let John go, uh, John, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Alex. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, this show is pretty unscripted and unfiltered and uncaught and uncensored, so people get to hear anything and everything. But um, first of all, we've had an amazing time, I mean, on this show. And um, I mean, it's not a long, the review show is just an hour. Think about the, so much, you know, how time flies when you're having so much fun. Um, I, yeah. I mean, do you have one, you know, last word? <laughs> do you have one last word for us before, you know, before we say goodbye to you? Uh, uh, last words don't work with me, but a few more words will work because it will never be my last <laughs> or the last. Oh, and, okay. I, mean, uh, I, I want to borrow uh, from, from Nina and, and, and experience and all of that and, and draw some, some, some of energy. And I want to turn it back to our listeners and to make them understand that these things are real, these things happen, um, but these things should not let us down, should not really weigh us down. Uh, you know, basically that's that. We should learn to to use our tragedies and our grief, you know, griefs and all of that and channel it to, to another direction so that they, don't, they do not weigh us down. You know, I can say that over and over again. Let's identify with the grief, first of all. Let's have a mindset to do something about it. And let's be determined about what we have the mindset to do about it. And before you know, it becomes like a norm to walk in with your grief. It it, it you won't weigh it on all the time because a lot of people just let go. They really let go. I'll say this over and over again. They let go, and this thing just consumes them. They take they become depressed of some sort. They take the drinking and all of that and all of that. No, that's not the way forward. You need to ask yourself questions. Am I doing the right thing? Is this the right step to take? Who are the friends I should talk to? What is wrong with me? What is happening? You know, ask yourself questions, and I'm sure uh, you come up with answers. You know, consciously or consciously, you come up with answers, and you begin to deal with it. Whatever it is, the key word here is deal with it. Don't let it come in. Just deal with it. Oh, thank you so much, John. Thank you so, so much. Um, first of all, you know, it was a privilege having you on the show. Um, you've always been so, so amazing. And I'm hoping that, yes, we actually get to see this. You know, I hope something comes out of it, you know, or a film from this. Uh, uh, I also know that there will be a large group of people who will visually benefit from a story being told or Nina's story being told. Yeah. You know, um, Thank you, so, yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show, and it was nice. I hope you'll come back again, but then for something more fun. 
Uh, I I hope so. Now let me. I'm, I was going through a, a few of my poems, and I just realized that this might help. I don't know how it it will help, but let me just read out a four liner. Okay. Um, okay. I wrote this a, a long time ago. I think I was going through a lot, and um, I I like to write. I, I write poems and all of that. So I'm a writer myself. Hey, like I didn't say that part of me. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> so I, it, it goes like this. Um, countless stories pervade my entirety, forcing me to relate to life's reality, to make sense out of the nonsense of man's existence—a choice. I must make this instance. All right, so with that, I'd like wow. to take my leave. Alex, thank you very much for <laughs> inviting me. Let's do this again. Yes, you want to reflect over that poem and maybe um, go ahead and talk about it. i got to go. Take care of you. See you next time. I will. Thank you so much, John. That was an awesome Warm. Oh my God! Yeah, John is a writer. I forgot to add that part, you know. But I think I don't like the fact that I get to share. <laughs> so it's actually amazing, right? And poetry is something that he, and that's actually something that Nina too, Nina um, appreciates as well. I mean, she's reading like three books, three books of po- of poetry. So I mean, poetry is something obviously she also talked on the show that helped her basically get over get over her pain and. Um, also inspired, I think it also inspired, you know, the name of her book, Once um, the Storm is Over. Yes. Uh, let's take a quick uh, commercial break, and of course, uh, we'll be back. QTAB Events, your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement. With affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Wouldn't you rather let our dynamic team treat you like the respectable clients that you are? Taking away the stress from your business. Taking away the stress from your business. to wrap the show almost almost but hey guys don't go away yet um well next week talk wednesday we're going to be having part two of our of my conversation with mahida we actually didn't finish that conversation and mahida but i talk a lot of brunchy crazy stuff 
<laughs> yes, we're talking about sex on Wednesday. Yes, it's part two, so get ready. Tell everybody, you know, a sex toys in or a day out. We'll be talking on Wednesday. Um, don't forget, The Naked Talk is the one show where we get to chronicle and talk about lots of issues that people don't really want to talk about. Things that butter are real-life issues about love, life, sex, relationships, reality and everything else in between yes um i mean first of all i want to thank you all you guys have been so amazing i want to thank all my listeners i want to thank my abc fam i want to thank my assistant producer technical producer who's giving me technical support who is frowning beside me right now you guys should see his face he has like a major frown um that is a little argument well anyway that's his own business (laughs) We'll talk about that later. But yes, I'm saying thank you to Victor Akimi. Um, I appreciate the effort that you make, even when sometimes I can be very annoying. But uh, yeah, you know how it works, though. Um, so I'm going to thank everyone. I want to also thank Nina Bingham for being on the show. Um, she, I don't know if she realizes how amazing she really is and all the stuff that she's shared. It's probably going to go on and um, inspire a lot. Well, I think it will be a travesty if you don't tell people about the show. At least this particular year, it will be a travesty if we don't talk about it and help other people. I mean, there might be someone very close to you who's suffering from depression. And let's stop the stigma, the stigma on depression, on chronic depression. It's a health condition just like every other health condition. Yes, it's um, it's not their fault. And so we must try and find ways to be a great support system for the people who are feeling some form of depression so they are never they are never tempted to want to take their own life so that they can stay alive for those of us and i mean there's so many ways nina talked about it so you can always go back um to you can always go back to the old show and um, listen to the show with nina so um anyway we'll talk um have a lovely day and oh yes i love you all for listening it's some scriptures out. It's some filters out. It's some thoughts. Salmon censors. It's some scriptures out. It's some filters. Listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorochi.